Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I am Lee, with me is Todd, and we are here to talk Seahawks. There's a lot of background noise where Todd is. He's fighting. He's in a, in a, in a boxing ring. That's what he does during the podcast. Phone booth. Phone booth. I fight in phone booth. Phone booth fights. Phoneboothfights.com. Reenacting the film phone booth, except for all the Colin Farrell parts. <laughs> yeah, that- that would be like about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the phone booth. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's a good film. He's good in that. It is so. a good film. Colin Farrell's always excellent. He is. Even in the, he's kind of like, um, oh, crap. Uh, Sam Rockwell. And, and the fact that he's always good, but the films he's in are sometimes not so good. Um, including Argyle, which I saw this weekend. Oh, we'll talk about that post-show. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not terrible, but uh, but anyway, we are here to talk Seahawks. I think the last time they decided to make two hires on Friday. So the Seahawks have hired uh, Dirty <laughs> as the defensive coordinator and Grub, Grub, Dirty Grub, huh, just put that together, Grub uh, on Friday as well. So they have their OC and DC, and I think they hired Jay Harbaugh before that, right? It wasn't on Friday, yeah. it was her last week. Yeah, they, they hired their special teams coach before the DC, which is interesting. I mean, a, as you wrote, that's a smart hire. Did I write that? I, I can't remember. Um, okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad I did. I, I do think it's a smart hire. Uh, I wrote something sure. today, uh, just going ahead and getting into this. Um, I knew I, I didn't write it to intentionally upset people, and I didn't. Um, oh, basically, it was, and I saw the idea from Seattle Sports. Uh, their website not even that they were talking about it but they had an article about uh, trading dk metcalf and we've written stuff like that before but yeah. so i put out an article this this morning being whatever morning you're listening to this podcast thanks for listening uh, and it's called four potential trade destinations for dk metcalf on 12th moon rising.com the third that yeah, and of course uh, twitter i haven't really noticed facebook i'm sure it's the same twitter seems to be the more toxic of the two um if yeah. if but they're both toxic, but if that's possible, um, yeah. yeah, I rarely read the comments. I rarely even comment on Twitter anymore just cause it's, I mean, other than posting the articles, my own personal Twitter is probably just a whole random list of articles. It's kind of like what John Oliver does with his Twitter <laughs> and he makes fun of it. Like, Hey, look, here's another article. So, um, but anyway, I, I, you know, I, I posted it this morning and then I looked at the Twitter comments and some of them were like, why did you even write this? Uh, you know, and that's that's one of the more okay ones. And then probably like, because the tagline says Seattle must create cap room and add draft picks somehow yeah, this offseason. Thank you. Uh, that means people are reading. Um, <laughs> literally, 
literally the uh, the what am I even looking at? Um, the article itself, like people are like, yeah, I know that what's coming, so we have to preface this in the articles. The yeah, third paragraph down literally says, "I do not want the Seahawks to trade DK Metcalf." Uh, blah. You fool! You fool! You actually didn't put it. Well, there's no point in putting it in the first paragraph because that's rarely right exactly. Anyway. Let's start with that, yeah. right? And I said, he's, but he's probably matter. the best trade piece Seattle has in terms of getting high draft picks back. Which and they wait, 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 wait. Let me. Th- he's probably the best trade piece, or is he absolutely well, the best Chris trade Stoll. piece? Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, it's like, do they have a better trade piece? It's like, no, no. He's no. obviously. The only really by far the most valuable asset they have for a trade. I mean, by far. But yeah. again, like you said, uh, potential trade destinations. They do have to make cap room. And obviously, which they the, and they don't save ways, that but, much cap. Sorry to interrupt you, but they don't no. save that much cap this year. Right. They do next year because he's under contract again, not just for next year, but beyond that. Right. But it's also what they get back. Because of Mike McDonald being a head coach, they need to make build the team better. Um, and just to, I'll let you, I'll let you talk in just one second, buddy. But um, while you know, after I wrote that this morning, I swear, like probably two hours of Brock and Sock this morning were just them talking, not about the article, obviously, but talking about like why they would trade DK Metcalf. It's like it's not something I came up with. Right. I mean, it's a viable option. I, I hope they don't, but it's a viable option. Exactly. I mean, we've talked before about Tyler Lockett, and it makes a lot of sense to release Tyler Lockett. I hate that that makes sense. I I think that would be awful if they release type if they release Lockett or trade him or do whatever. You know, he needs to be on that team. But you know, unless he's willing to rework his contract a lot, and I picture he is. You know, that's like again, they have to create cap room because there are a lot of great, really good players that they need to bring in that not so much that they're gonna fit the philosophy of the Hawks, because the philosophy of the Hawks isn't gonna be that different. But the but the application and the implementation of that philosophy is gonna be different. And they don't have enough players to cut. I mean, they have players to cut for sure that need to be gone, like Jamal Adams. I mean and I was a huge supporter of him all the time, but this season he just seems to have completely yeah. lost it. Yeah. And it bothers me much more, much more that he decided he didn't need to be there with the team. And Pete Carroll said, yep, you're right. You don't need to be here. Like, And, he, and he's still tweeting about like he's going to be part of the team. And it's like, I, you know, I like the positive attitude now. It would have been nice to have had that during the season. And I'm yeah. not blaming him for being injured. Well, now he has to sell himself to a new coaching staff. Yeah, and, so uh, you know, which is sad. And and, and like, dude, you you crapped the bed when you basically quit on the team. And I'm not, he, he didn't quit on the team because he was injured. That has nothing to do. It did that. He had no control over that. But dude, be there for your teammates. Mm-hmm. He has been really good about that up until. And I get that he's frustrated, but you can't do that, dude. You can't. Literally, like, can't. I mean, I think if he had. If if they had the current coach, well, it probably wouldn't have happened. But if they had Leslie yeah. Frazier and Mike McDonald in charge, and that happens this year, he probably just gets cut immediately. They're oh, like, I no, any, I don't think there's any problem to it. He's probably cut before the game is over. Possibly, yeah. Like, dude, you're not going to do that. It's like you're lucky. Well, actually, I don't know if he's lucky that Pete Carroll put up with his BS for as long as he did. And again, to me, the BS was just this year. 
because he's been very supportive that we know of yeah because he was right. so demonstrative point. at Good times point. either on social media or on the sidelines yeah, yeah. that one doctor it was just weird but you know, he just wasn't good that, when he played. I mean, you know, it's just it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because that guy could have been really good. And I understand he's frustrated by the injuries, but dude, you got to be better. It's like compare what he did to what Gino did when Gino wasn't starting because of an injury. And Gino, instead of like, he was pissed off initially. Or, or, or Witherspoon, who's a rookie. Yeah. What he was like on the sidelines when he was hurt and not playing. Yeah. Like you're, it's a team sport. Be there for your team, and he wasn't. It's like you can't do that, dude. You cannot do that. But that's not enough money by itself. No one that they're going to lose is enough money by itself. So yeah, they do have to rework some things. So it's a viable discussion to have. That okay, potential trade destinations for DK. It's not. It doesn't say, oh my God, they got to get rid of this guy. Like that would draw complaints. For good reason, you know, but that's not what it says. It's just so frustrating. People just like read it. And then if you have, you know, reasonable reasons to say, oh, yeah, that's not a good idea. Like, oh, I don't think that the Patriots make a good sense as a destination. Like, okay, Come up with a reason why it's like, yeah, that's fine. But just to say, oh, that's stupid. It's like, why would you get rid of them? Uh, Because they need to make cap space. Like and, and that's why I didn't respond to any of this because it's like, OK, yeah. clearly didn't read the article. The article says right. why. Why? It's yeah. like the first part of the article. Yeah. Um, and, I, and again, I don't, I don't want DK so. Metcalf to be traded. But as we've just discussed, there's nobody else worthy of trading where you could get maybe. Now, if if the if they can't get like a if, definitely if they can't get a first round pick, forget about the trade. But if they yeah. get a first and second round pick to recoup what they lost when they got Leonard, when they traded for Leonard Williams, and you yeah, have two first round picks and a second round pick, I mean, yeah. consider it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you're building the team, or and you're building it in the in the image of of Mike McDonald instead of Pete Carroll. So I mean, you could do a lot of stuff with that first. If you get a high enough pick, if you get the Colts pick, a top ten pick, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could, you could draft a quarterback. The Patriots might even go with her. They may go with Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. If if they could, you know, I, I, there's a lot of different stuff. I think they should draft a quarterback inside T. Higgins. But if they, if they, you know, yeah. it, there's still lots of stuff. I mean, the Patriots could move back into the, to the first round. But if sure. you're thinking about trading or drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. anyway, DK Metcalf's only 26 years old. Who would you rather have? I mean, to me, seriously. Uh, yeah, and Harrison may be a great receiver, but we know DK can be. And and here's the thing: is like DK's I, DK's already a great receiver. Like if they had a more consistent offense, he would have had a better year. Like everybody in the offense would, right? But yeah, one of the one of the teams starting to you. Need, one of the teams I have on here is the Chiefs. Can you imagine? Exactly, DK exactly where I was going. Do the Chiefs have a great receiver? They don't. Who won the Super Bowl? They have a great tight end who's a receiver, I guess. That's it. True. But you know that. They won with a great wide receiver. They won without a great wide receiver. So I'm the point I'm making is that if we move on from DK Metcalf, it's not like they're saying, oh, well, we've decided we don't want to win anymore. It's like as good as he is, and if he was the best wide receiver in the entire league, which he has the potential to be, but he's not at this point, you can still win without that individual, can't you? Yep. 
it's so bizarre. I mean, the Ravens, what, you know, what great yeah. receiver do they, I mean, you don't need great receivers to win. You need a great quarterback to win. And even then you may not certainly win. Certainly helps. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Right. I mean, he can take whatever's yeah, given to him. And he's all right. He's all right. He's, he's okay. It's just, he's, right. he, he's, he just he's remains no, so calm. He's no Mark, think, he's, he's no Mark Rippon. That's for sure. I was saying Mark Ruffalo. I mean, he's in Mark Ruffalo. Okay. But I mean, that's part of what made the Super Bowl <laughs> kind of weird is because he kind of seemed a little rattled earlier and then it was unlike him. And then he settled down when it got more stressful later in the game, he was more calm. And that's really the difference. I mean, you know, I mean, what would it be like to play with a quarterback? And this is no disrespect for Geno Smith, who I think is, you know, probably a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. But even if he's top five, there's only one Patrick Mahomes right now, anyway. That's a fact. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson's great, but he, he doesn't win the playoffs. It's, it's Joe Burrow is probably the guy I'd want second most. He wins when he's healthy. Just kind of a strange, yeah. strange league. Um, it is a strange league. It's getting strange. The game itself was kind of boring the first half, and then oh my god, that was an awful game in the first half. Yeah. Well, it was weird because the game was bad in the first half. Usher wasn't good the first half of his performance, yeah. And then he improved, and then the game improved. It was like hmm, this is weird, but yeah. Okay. In the fourth quarter, was like oh my god, this is a fantastic game. Oh, finally, yeah, yeah, yeah Very exactly. Weird Very weird game for sure. But uh, anyway, yeah, we started with the with the DK part. Um, and getting back to the coaches, uh, Ryan Grubb is the is the OC. Uh, Dirty is the DC. Harbaugh, the special teams coordinator. I'm the only one that I'm I'm iffy on Grubb, and I think they could both be great. We know who the real defensive coordinator is. It's Mike McDonald, right? So right. it's really right. more dirty being able to communicate what McDonald wants, and I think that's why they hired him. And the yep. Cowboys guy on fan side really liked the he, – he thought it was great, um, great hire by the Seahawks. Um, Grubb, I, I don't – I just don't know how easy it is to transpose a college offense or an offensive idea to the NFL. Maybe it, maybe it's easier than I think. Um but at the same time, it's like there's still elements. I mean, Josh Heupel is a great college offensive coordinator, head coach, right? But right. his offense wouldn't work in the NFL. I mean, not not the way it's designed currently. He might be able to make it better, but it's just that's kind of a huge leap to me for an offensive coordinator to go from college to the NFL when you've never coached in the NFL because the speed of the players is completely different. Right. So it's, and it's, and plus that he his main claim to fame was in the pack. Well, the the long lost pack, whatever it was in its last iteration, 85. where there's not a lot of defense. Yeah, not went from the pack eighty five to the pack three. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of defense played. So then you have to okay. So how really good was the offense? And I was like, I'm discounting the championship game because I can't. It's one game. You know that right. was like a lot of people didn't want Dan Quinn because. Of the the playoff loss. I was like, dude, it wasn't the playoff loss. And of course, that can transfer. Okay, what dirty is like? Well, obviously, he's part of it. But that's really the best part of the Cowboys' defense. Yeah. So I mean, I like, I really like they they brought him in, and I have the same concerns uh, with them bringing in the OC. But I like that they're you know basically swinging for the fences. They're not just like, okay, well, let's get this guy because yeah, I think he did a good job because. Could it flop? Yeah, it could flop, but it could be fantastic too. It's like, and Leslie Frazier's there, and 
the offensive side of the ball is not his forte, but he has a good recognition of what works and what doesn't. And for that matter, so does McDonald because he, he sets up defenses to stop what works. Right. He should have a pretty good idea of what won't work. Right. So there are checks and balances there, obviously. So I'm really yeah, the, happy uh, with the hire. The big concern is that he grub is a first time OC in the NFL and, You've got a, a first-time head coach, and then you have a, yeah. a defensive coordinator. Again, I'm not I'm not worried so much about that because we know it's McDonald's defense. At exactly. Least, at least in 2024. Right. And I, I think Harbaugh is a great hire. I mean, I don't think there's any question there. I mean, he, he coached the Jake Moody coached the 49ers kicker. That guy is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I mean, he missed that one extra point, which ended up being kind of a big point in the game. But I mean, he didn't right. miss it; got blocked, but he did kick it too low. But, yeah, I mean, he, he clearly has an idea of what he's doing. The special teams talent in Seattle is not um, is not an issue. I mean, that's it's going to be good. Really, it should be good no matter who the coach is. But I do like that he has It'll experience. Be improved, yeah. yeah, and I like that he has experience working in other positions as well. It's not just special teams. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He does. And that's so I think that's why I think Grubb can work because it's not – would it be a safer hire – if McDonald had an offensive, a, a more extensive offensive background, because most of his work, he's done some offense work, but most of it by far has been on defense. But, yeah, it would be a safer hire if we situation was reversed and McDonald was an offensive guru and he's bringing in Grubb for new ideas. But I still think I'm happy that they went for like a big hit rather than, oh, let's just recycle some guys. And. I'm not saying they're recycling Frazier. And the Frazier is a very Grubbs smart recycled move. from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're thrilled about that in Tuscaloosa. I'm just like, uh, okay, I get to be kind of upset because he goes to the, you know, booster dinner and says, Hey, I'm your new OC. And then two days later, he's not, but was it even that long? It was but, like, you know, I was like, like oh, okay, so I feel bad for the board, to be honest. It's like, Hey, yeah. I brought this guy with me. And it's like, Oh, now I look even worse. Cause I've, I don't know. But, you know, it's like coaches are jumping all over the place. Head coaches are jumping all over the place. Players are jumping all over the place. I mean, that's the state of college football now. Like, oh, well, like what, you really want the guy to turn down an NFL job? Yeah. I, you know, and it's, you know, they're upset about the timing. It's like. I don't know I'm if he's sorry. getting paid anymore. I mean, that, that's I guess that's one. It's the opportunity. You know, it's the opportunity. Like, would you want to coach? You know, where would you? If it's the same contract, you want to play in Double A baseball, or you want to be in the big leagues? And I'm not. And obviously, the SEC is not Double A equivalent, but still, it was like, if you're a football coach, you want to be probably you want to be in the NFL. And it's, the, yeah, the time is not great, but what do you, would you rather? They hired him in frickin' July. I mean, come on. Okay. Did they not fine. hire him at all and save money on coaches? They just need one. <laughs> it's just it's just odd it's like oh they're all in an uproar it's like y'all are salty because y'all got beat and you ain't got the old man running the show anymore so calm down <clears throat> i mean hell they can iris hire a hoodie and be their oc that'd be an awesome hire yeah that's uh why not <laughs> now there's stories coming out that a lot of nfl teams are contacting him as in the evil hoodie for positions in 2025, you know, this, I just That's don't get stupid. this, this insane astonishment that he doesn't have a job. It's like, have you not seen what the guy has done without a certain quarterback? Have you not noticed he has like what, two winning seasons without that guy ever? 
he's he's mediocre without Tom Brady. And he was mediocre before Tom Brady. He was mediocre after Tom Brady. Like, you look at Don Shula and it's like, and of course, I'm a Dolphins fan, blah, blah, blah. Don Shula won with a, a quarterback named Woodstruck because they had two starters. Like, come on, man. Like, there's no comparison from Belichick to, there's no comparison from Belichick to, like, I don't know, dozens of coaches. Like, what uh, What would, uh, take any coach, what would the record be if they'd had Tom Brady at the quarterback? I, I don't know. I just, all I hear is racism from you. <laughs> so it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's like, I can't believe Belichick's I'm like, dude, look at his freaking record. <laughs> and like one one uh, article was talking about, well, you know, it came out that it's like he didn't build the best relationships. Oh, well, really? Yeah. You know, like at, least a, at least though, <laughs> yeah, at least a while ago, you know, people are talking about it's like, you know, it's funny. The Belichick coaching tree is not that strong once they go someplace else. I wonder why. Maybe because Tom Brady didn't go with them. Yeah, exactly. Duh. Uh, well. Anyway, so they still have to fill out the, um, the coaching staff. I mean, I guess they have an offensive coordinator or an offensive line coach, Scott Huff. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're just looking at posi- and Carl Scott, who who stayed on from right from Carroll's days as the. Uh, I'm not sure what his role is. If he's going to be defensive back, he's passing game defensive passing game coordinator last year. So I'm not sure if that will right. be his role or whatever. But um, but anyway, so uh, and then of course. Friday uh, coming up. Uh, when again, whenever you're listening to this, it's Friday. It's coming up for you, even if it's 2026. Um, they have to make a decision on February 16th as far as uh, Geno Smith's base salary is 12.9, I think, million dollar base salary. So if they and they're going to pick it up, I don't know why you would not go with Geno Smith at this point and make zeros. Of course, they've done some stranger things, but it seems like if they were not going to pick it up, they would have already said they're not going to pick it up. But but to me, it's like it makes no sense not to go with a veteran quarterback like Geno Smith, who has been good for the last two years, even though lots of fans out there think he's terrible for some reason. It's just yeah. you're just they don't like him, basically, yeah. is what it comes down to. He's a bad quarterback. Well, statistically, he's not. Uh, plus, he right. led the league in game winning drives uh, this year. So so I'm not really sure why there's so much. Uh, again, he's not the best quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. But he's still a good quarterback, and he's good enough to win if the team around him is better, like with most quarterbacks. Yeah. So to me, it makes sense to keep Geno Smith. Plus, he's not overly expensive for a starting quarterback. But they have until then to pick it up. I don't know how you – maybe you feel completely different. Maybe you feel like they should not even go with a quarterback next year. Just, you know, uh, wildcat to, to Kenneth yeah. Walker. That's all I should do, wildcat offense, single wing. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean that I, it would be – to me, it would be foolish to not keep uh, Geno. Because, like you said, he's not that expensive for quarterbacks. And, yeah, his production fell off somewhat this year. But in the last few games, just like the previous season, his production fell off in the last few games. His production actually got better in the last few games this time. And, again, I don't know, something about an NFL record, uh, you know, those last-minute comebacks. It's like, how do people who hate Gene – oh, I know how they overlook it. So we should have done it before. Yeah. Okay, well, the whole team should have done it before. Are there? Do you not comprehend this is a team sport? Yeah, exactly. It's just so bizarre. It's like oh, same it's people are, are saying Locke should be the starter, of course, and right. he did exactly what Gino had did. I mean, he led that comeback against the Eagles. 
so bizarre. So Jack so Smith bizarre. and Jigba, who clearly didn't, I mean, you know, off camera, when he doesn't think the camera is live, possibly, he really doesn't seem to care for Shane Waldron. He said the yeah. same thing for last week for about Carol and Walter. I mean, he said the right things, which is, you know, they're good people. Glad I yeah. worked with them for as long as I did, which wasn't very long. But the the first interview where he's like, is this live? <laughs> it's like, yeah. clearly. And then the good luck to you. I mean, it's, there's yep. something, there was something going on. Um, it was just a, a dysfunctional they, group all together last year yeah. for the team and the coaching staff and everything. It was just a, I'm surprised they won nine games as it turns out. But. Well, no kidding. I mean, for the first few games, they basically thought he was D. Eskridge. That's how they used him. Uh, and now we saw Eskridge was just fantastic when he returns kicks. And then, of course, he gets hurt. Yeah. Oh, how, how, how's this guy on the team? <laughs> the thing is, they don't save. Excuse me. <laughs> they don't save any money by uh, releasing Eskridge. But no. surely he would not be on the team. I can't imagine under a different head coach that he would still be on the team. Yeah, because what would be the point? Because he hasn't really demonstrated any reason to keep him. Nothing against him, but Those it's a job. games when he's returning kicks, Todd. I think you're <clears> way <throat> off. He'll, he gets to return kicks in week four, maybe nine, 12, and 15. Those are game-changing plays. Those are. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. It's just, really I, don't, I don't get it. So. Yeah, they're not going to save any money, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a valuable roster spot, and that's what they need. So that's true. That's true. Just like uh, with Jamal Adams, I mean, that's the reason. I mean, he's just taking up a roster spot. Along, I mean, what they save six. I mean, they still save a little bit, six million dollars or whatever it is. But that's not enough to bring in a high price free agent, and then it just makes up for the room you don't already have, like you were saying earlier. But he's just taking up a roster spot. Yeah, uh, for someone who's more productive. You know, if they knew, um, obviously, then they need it because you never know. But if they know we can get the production out of what we did in his first season in Seattle, of course he keep the guy. But he hasn't been that guy. And again, like we were saying before, he's not been a good teammate after that incident. And like, no, dude, sorry. Yeah. Um, Quandre Diggs. I mean, then you're losing, but you're losing both safeties, uh, two safeties. Yeah. Julian Love should be one of the starters definitely next year, anyway. Clearly, then, like, but then yeah. you could draft a safety. But then they they have great a yeah. greater need a linebacker because they literally have no one. Yeah. Um, there currently because they're all free agents, and then the tight end room you have Will Disley and his contract's bloated. I mean, you'd yeah. have to release Disley or rework his deal somehow. But I mean, he's. You got to do something, even if it risks the tight end room being empty, um, just because you got to have you got to create space. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's got the in- interior of the offensive line that they need to address. Skill positions are, are fine. I mean, even if you lose Lockett or Metcalf or whatever, again, don't want to lose either of those guys. But you yeah. have JSN, you have whoever else is, you know, Metcalf and or Lockett. Mm-hmm. And then 
their running back should be better. I mean, Kenny McIntosh, hopefully he'll stay healthy and, and play. I mean, you've got Charbonnet right. Walker and McIntosh. Dallas is a free agent. Cornerback uh, group should be solid, better. Uh, edge rusher group should be better under McDonald. Yep. Um, it's just those positions where they have – it's just – I don't know. They've kind of worked themselves into a weird hole because it's like they don't have any cap space, and yep. they're not overpaying for a quarterback. Um, yep. They're they just overpaying for safeties holes. and receivers. Yeah, and definitely overpaying for safeties depending on – based on the production they got. And, you know, based on the production, when they signed those contracts, they were fine, but – it didn't hold up for Adams quickly, and Diggs has gradually declined. Although, as you had said and or written, I know you wrote about it and that totally strong, agree. Though. I didn't know. What did I say? Once, once Adams was out of the lineup because he was forced out of the lineup, not because Clint Hurt recognized that, oh, Love's a better player. Diggs was better because he didn't have to like, oh, I'm actually playing two safety positions because that's basically what he had to do. All right, so he was – be pulled out of position to try to cover for Adams once Love was back there. And again, it's a different style of play, but still, what matters is who was effective, and Diggs was better when Love was in the lineup, but he wasn't that much better. That's that's the issue. Yeah. And I love I mean, Diggs. He didn't create the turnovers that he that he yeah, exactly. had been. I mean, this was his lowest interception total since, what, 2016-17? Well yeah. before he was even with the Seahawks. And he started slowly the last couple of years too. It just mm-hmm. this one continued on. And and yeah, I remember I'd, I've heard people talk about that, and I wrote it. I, statistically, like you said, he's a little bit better, but I don't know. He's still getting older for free safety. Yeah, it's not like it's, to be it's, locked down for like three or four years. Guy that's yeah. only what twenty five years old. It seems crazy to say that, but yeah, he makes the Pro Bowl, and he wasn't even the starter. Thanks, basically, Clint in, in, until yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, but yeah, and, Dig- and I Diggs is a stronger case for releasing to me than Lockett by far because Lockett, Lockett's production wasn't great, but still much better respectively than Diggs. But it's a similar situation. But and Diggs, Diggs you saved eleven million dollars. Right. You can't pass that. Are they, I, they even if he was yeah. good, you can't pass that up in the situation they're in. You've got to do something with him. You can't. You got to let him go. That's just yeah. too much of a savings that the team has to have. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as we've said, you know, you're not really losing so much with digs that I mean, maybe rework his deal or something too. But even then it's again, he's, he's not old for a human being, but he's getting older for a free safety. And if he lost right. half a step at all, that can crush a team. Plus they yeah. can, they can uh, either sign someone inexpensive. There's a lot of safeties out there. They could sign for $5 million or less probably. Or draft yeah. one, but the safety class is not very good. Unless again and, they move up and or or end up with two first rounds or a second round and get Cameron Kinchins in the second round, something like that. It'll be interesting and, to see how it plays out. It will, and see, and they've got Reed. I mean, obviously he was much more on special teams. He didn't get much chance at all. But you know, it's like second he, coming of Marquise Blair. Oh my God! Um, really? Do you think he could commit nine penalties in like two games? I don't know if he Give can. Give him a chance. I'm just saying. You see him out there, Nick. <laughs> no, I'm okay. He actually seems like he, he didn't he get like didn't he get an award or he was a finalist for uh, special teams player of the year for rookies or something? It was kind of crazy. Like, something like that. Yeah. It was yeah, like, he's, oh, he's guess who got nominated? Teams. You got uh, Witherspoon. You got oh, and and Jarek Reed. It's yeah. like what? 
But he was he was good in special. Yeah. He was good yeah. in special. So too. I mean, and I'm not like I was like, oh, he's obviously the solution. He's not obviously the solution, but he could be. So he it's not be. like they don't have any answers. So they do have potential answers, and you know. Uh, well, that, that's Kobe, what makes this offseason so exciting, right? Is exactly Kobe Bryant. I mean, you have a whole new coaching staff with a whole set of fresh eyes, right. and yep, anything's exactly. possible. And with Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant was a little bit he. He he looked okay in preseason, right? And then he, right. he he was hurt off and on, but he didn't really look that good in the regular season moving back to safety. But I don't know if I really trust him as he's kind of a tweener. He doesn't really have a, he's not good enough to really start mm-hmm. anywhere, but he's probably good yeah. enough to have on the team. Yeah, and, but and here's the thing about that too is McDonald loves Pete was always looking for the Swiss Army knife players, right? Uh, McDonald actually uses them that way. Yeah. So I so if anyone can find the spot, the best way to use Kobe Bryant, and, and I don't know that there is, right? Because he's had his shot, his shots, and he just hasn't been that great. Not like he was a first round pick, so it's not like there were high expectations. It's just his rookie year is like, okay, this guy can play. But yeah. if anyone can do it, McDonald's the guy who's going to do it. He's going to find a way to use him. So again. Uh, do I think he's the solution? No. But does he have a chance to be the solution? Yeah. Which gives them more incentive to say, okay, Quandre, you're awesome, but we just can't afford it. It's like, good luck in your next team. And he's going to be in a backup on his next team unless that team is terrible. And yeah, maybe maybe he can go to the commanders and hang out with Ken Norton Jr. <laughs> I'm sure they have... I'm sure they have funny, funny stories to tell each other. Uh, I'm glad he <clears throat> got that the job he did, and, and yeah, it's, right. it's Carol like loyalty, right, with Quinn hiring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything against Quinn Norton Jr. He's just not a very good defensive coordinator. But yeah, like and, he's, and, he, and he's going there as a linebackers coach, which exactly he can yeah. do. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Commanders. Seems so weird to say that. Sounds sounds I don't know. It, it sounds like it should should be some European football team the commanders uh anyway i wouldn't be surprised to see them have a really good linebacking core with, with norton back there yeah I, I, it's an interesting job for dan quinn to take because i've seen like people are not overly excited about it they would be more excited if he went to seattle because of the ties he has in seattle but yeah it's kind of if i were dan quinn i'd be like yeah this job interests me but you traded chase young and martez uh, sweat it's like you just gutted the defense yeah <laughs> It's like what, I have nothing to work with. I, I don't know, but don't don't make but, it. Yeah, work. you know. But yeah, I mean it's a challenge, and and I'm sure that's why he's looking at it. Just like you were saying, that's what's exciting about the Seahawks, and it really is exciting when the first thing came out about Pete is like, oh god, that sucks. Uh, it, but it also is good because they had to they had to do something because obviously the biggest issue was, and you brought this up, is Pete didn't seem to recognize he needed to do more to move this team forward. I'm sure that's why he is not coaching the Seahawks now. And they needed to. As as much as we love Pete Carroll, as good as he was for the as great as he was for the team, he didn't recognize there were how big the issues were, didn't seem to. I mean he literally said that, right? So that's why he's not there. Uh yeah. So what are you drinking, by the way? But 
I'm actually drinking a Diet Coke because I got a student coming up, so I can't be totally lit. Actually, I don't have a student coming up, but I have a performance review coming up, so I thought I might be sober for that, which probably not the best idea now I think about it. Yeah, I mean, I was always a little bit more free-flowing if I had a few beers in me. I'm yeah, drinking. It's kind of funny because usually, yeah, I've been the one that hasn't been. Uh, I only have yeah. Canadian whiskey, actually. I have a. Uh, that's the only thing I have, if you can hear me. Only it thing you is have is Canadian a, whiskey? Yeah, Ellington Reserve Canadian Whiskey, Ooh. aged eight years in Dildo, Newfoundland. How about uh, that? <laughs> I don't know how to keep it in there, but I thought it was a solid piece. But um, mm. it's it's funny mm. because what it, mm. we, you were talking about, we were talking about that pre-pro, yes, and then yes. I was I was gonna ask like, wait, hey, what do you think the the population of St. John's is? And because I've got it pull, pulled up on Google. And it has a little map of Newfoundland. And it's got St. John's, but it also has Dildo on there. It's, well, of course it uh, does. Yeah, I guess. It's north of Whitburn or Whitbourne. You have to be, have to be careful because it's St. John's and there's a St. John also. So It's a St. John's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The right place. Well, St. Yeah. John's is the, yeah. yeah. Who cares about yeah. St. John? That's nothing. I mean, St. John's. Nothing. Got to have more of them. Big one. That's the big one. Multiple. You have to have multiple Johns. And St. John is Which, in, not in Newfoundland, I don't think. Nah, I don't believe it is. So what do you think the capital of St. John City is? What do you think? <laughs> like it's that one street. Uh, I think it's probably the third largest city in Newfoundland, and it's probably 37,000 people. I, I it's got to be the biggest. How many people even live in Newfoundland? Uh, Newfoundland and Labrador 30, have 528,000 people. Uh, St. John's has 113,000. That's, that's a pretty big town. A fifth of the population. <laughs> yeah. So pretty wild. Paul, Paul Inca has three songs about it. Um, yeah, I was looking up. Uh, I have no idea why I got bored last week. I was, I was, I don't know why. I was looking How many up articles the, did you write about Paul Inca for the Seahawks site? That'd be great. 16. Uh, they all come out tomorrow. Um, every hour, a new Inca. Um, no, I was looking up capitals or i was looking at a population of capitals in europe last week but i'm not sure why it was a reason and i was like oh, i wonder how many people I'm sure there was that. i think it was because there there were there was a tournament in copenhagen or oslo and i was trying to see what the difference was i was like how many i know i've heard of it i wonder how big it actually is you know because you've got you got berlin you know which is which is pretty big i mean it was six or seven million i think right eight million something like that and paris is not it paris is only like 2.5 million um none of them are london of course which i think has more population than the rest of the world but but it was pretty just kind of what's that pretty much but they're all immigrants now they were they're unhappy that's about true. it that's true yeah but it was just i mean how dare we actually have people who are cool yes anyway well i mean <laughs> you know yeah, no. This is yes. the British politics part of the show. Mm. No, it's, just, it's fascinating yeah. to, to look at where, like, you know, you, you hear about these towns, but people who actually live, and I mean, St. John's, 113,000, that's not a small town. It's a very big town. Especially for Newfoundland. So, anyway. Um, what the biggest city in Halifax regional municipality is? I have no idea. I don't, I, I, I don't have it in front of me. It is uh, no idea. Halifax, probably. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? It's a uh, municipality has four hundred thirty-one thousand people. Is Halifax considered a big city? 
Sure. I, I don't know. According to this, it has more popul it has more population than in the province itself, so that can't be correct. Our biggest city has uh, more population not. than the province as a whole. And negative people in the rest of the area. Must, must be saying? must be the antimatter. So I, I have a bunch of albums too, right? We've moved on from Seahawks talk at this point. We're just trying to finish up the show. But I have a, a, a whole bunch of albums, right? <laughs> I keep adding to it all the time. Yes. Are you talking vinyl or are you talking vinyl? Yeah, vinyl. Okay, just checking. I don't. They actually funny. The record store in Oak Ridge actually sells a few eight tracks. Did they really? Seriously, yeah. I went in there the on Saturday and they had. I was <laughs> like, eight? What the hell? Eight tracks. <laughs> they sell a bunch of CDs too, but they had eight tracks. I'm assuming they're all used. Surely they I would, don't I would make think new the ones. Uh, plastic is degraded so much. If you touch them, they shatter. Eight yeah, tracks. Uh, what the hell? Taylor Swift on eight tracks. <laughs> yeah, it could be a thing. Speaking of Taylor Swift, yeah, 54 seconds of airtime for Taylor Swift is like that seems pretty small. So yeah, yeah, not quite sure what all the uproar. Yeah, they about. actually showed Brock Purdy's father almost as much. For a long time, I didn't know who it was. I was like, why do they keep showing that one guy? Who is that? That's <laughs> Brock Purdy's dad. Um, yeah, anyway, so so I'm looking for, and I usually play a couple albums a day while I'm writing. So I I realized uh, that I had forgotten, didn't even know I had, which is the joy of having a lot of vinyl. I didn't yeah. realize I had Who's Next, the Who album, the oh, best really? Who album. And I was looking so I was like, what is it? I was like, oh oh cool, I have that. And it's like, what else do I have? Maybe I shouldn't go to the record store drunk anymore. It's like, who knows what I'll come home with? There you go. You shouldn't. You might come uh, up with the, a Taylor Swift album. The new Cindy Lauper. They actually have um, Taylor Swift. I wouldn't. I don't have any of her vinyl. I don't want to upset Swifties by saying anything negative about her. Yeah, that's true. The show will be canceled. Yeah, exactly. Or have our biggest views ever. So, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Something about Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. The great thing no. about Taylor Swift, honestly, is that you can use her on like any. Like I had, I used her on the tennis side because Andy Murray, <laughs> Andy Murray tweeted out. Something kind of funny um, after the game. Um, I have to find out what he said, though. Um, but yeah, it was like, so I wrote an Andy Murray article about like how he said something about uh, Taylor Swift after the Super Bowl. I don't know Andy Murray, why he's watching the Super Bowl. Maybe he watches that. He lives in Scotland. But yeah. uh, it's. Odd, um, odd, right? What's that? Seems odd. Maybe he's doing a head and shoulders commercial. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> His tweet, he tweeted out, he said, congrats to at Taylor Swift 13 on winning Super Bowl 58. A stunning performance. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, that's it. That's Andy Murray for you. Yeah, and of that course, is all funny. these Swifties were like, is this serious? I'm like, clearly it's not serious. I mean, oh my Lord. good so grief. Funny. What is wrong with people? Stop reading so much things, so many things literally. So um, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the, uh, the uproar from... The Dunkin' commercial, yeah, it's terrible. I've, I've been to Dunkin' Donuts eight times because of the commercial. I haven't bought anything. <laughs> it was, but I, just, awesome. I, was I, I was just looking to see if the band was there. <laughs> the great thing about the commercial, I mean, the commercial's great. I, yeah. I think the way it was done, but the yeah, funny, funniest thing is Matt Damon being like, "How do you like them donuts?" and he immediately apologizes. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. <laughs> that is funny. So, so. The the image of Travis Kelsey or, or the little soundbite sometimes of of him running up to Andy Reid and bumping him and shouting. There's so many people going, oh my God, this is a red flag. And it's like, <sighs> <laughs> here's the issue that these people are not understanding. And I, I get 
I get where they're coming from because violence against women, that's an issue. That's a huge issue, right? Uh, Unfortunately, it is. So I get that they see what they see as violent behavior and they project, oh, my God, if he does this to the guy he works for, this poor old man was like, okay, let's step back. Let's look at the context. It's like he ran up and he's yelling at his coach because he's not in the game. He is one of the two good players that that team has on offense. Okay, Pacheco. He's one of the three good players that team has on offense. Skill, he's not in the position. game. I mean, they've got skill some good position. Yeah. So, and at that point, he'd had one reception for one catch. Um, so, of course, he comes up to the coach. And because apparently, as we know, having had Pete Carroll for 14 years, sometimes apparently the coaches need to be reminded, hey, I'm on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to win this game? Do you want to use I'm the best receiver you have on this team. I am the best player at my position in the entire league. I, there's no doubt about that. Possibly ever. Possibly ever. And I, I, you're really not going to use me. You're just going to use me as a decoy It's like I'm not even in the game right now. So I'm not even serving as a decoy. It's like, you want to win? Put me in the freaking game. That's yeah. what he's saying. What was Andy Reid's response after that? He just laughed it off and was like, oh, you know, he gave me a hip check, well, blah, blah, blah. What you was know? his immediate? See, I, I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because that that was the key to me and the Taylor Swift, uh, the whole – I mean, she's 5'11". She'd probably kick his ass. But that, that, what, that's not even not even a thing, right? That Just right. let's put that aside. We have no clue. We're just assuming it doesn't happen because it probably doesn't. Right. But the, the reaction, not after the game, but the reaction of Andy Reid – while that was happening, tells yeah. you how the rapport on that team. Exactly. He doesn't turn and scream at. He just he takes it and it's like whatever because he's probably seen yeah. it before. Because he exactly. and what coach does not want their players to be want to be in the game and be highly you know pissed when they're not in the game. I mean, you want right. that from your players. Did he bump him too hard? I thought so. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was a little aggressive because it looks disrespectful. But because of Andy Reid's reaction to it, it was just like, okay, this stuff right. happens. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. He did bump him too hard, but it, yeah, Andy Reid is what he's sixty sixty five, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, it's, or, even or if he was forty five, it's more. But, it, but they, it, clearly, but, there's a. I'm older than Andy Reid, and it's like honestly, Andy Reid looks like he's a thousand years old. But <laughs> but it's the culture on the team that exactly. allows that to happen, and that's okay. In that exactly. situation. And that's what they're missing. They're, they're, because a lot of the people posting this, oh, this is terrible. It's like, no, that's football. And I understand you don't get that, but that doesn't translate over to private life. He's not violent. Like, Actually, it seems anti. I mean, just when he's off the field and you right. see him, he doesn't seem to be. He, people are different when they're at their jobs. I don't even if you don't have a violent job, I'm not even talking about the violence part. But if exactly. you work for AT&T. The way mm-hmm. you are around your coworkers, that's different than your yeah, regular exactly. life because that's not regular life. Exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Plus, he plays a violent sport. He's in a work environment. It's like, and I agree with you. It's like, should he bump them that hard? No, but it's like, and that's not, and it's not so much from everything you read about this guy. It's not so much as like, I need the ball. Like, dude, do you want to win? Because they weren't at that. Yeah, point. what happened on that last play of the game? Why did that guy get so open? Because they used him as a decoy. Exactly. You know, it's like once they started, and, and I'm sure, but I don't think Andy Reid needed to be reminded, right? It's like pretty sure he figured that out. But if you've got a player like Travis Kelsey, and yeah. he's he's not in the game, 
and, and as good as he is, he's not in the game. And he's just standing there like, okay, whatever. I don't want that guy on my team. I yeah. want the guy who's. I'm trading him next year. Well. It's like, and I'm saying, look at his stats. Don't look at how he reacted to not being in the game where he's like, I don't care. I got my contract. Like you don't want that guy. Right. So, and I understand again, I understand the concerns, but those concerns are misplaced because that's not, they don't travel over to another arena. Like you said, you're a different person at work because right. that's not really you. Yeah. Like, and it, and he's it in probably the isn't him either. And and if Andy right. Reid had, would have turned at that moment and, right. or other coaches would have run up and been like, what's going, that would have told you, uh Oh, yeah. this is unusual. But instead, we're seeing just a person who's very talented, who wants to be in the game, just get yeah. pissed that he's not in the game. But the, nobody was alarmed on the Chiefs by that because right. there wasn't anything wrong with that. He was just upset yeah. at the situation. It's like yeah. we we can't get – and I understand the violence part, but it, it's almost like it. no matter in, – in the United States, I know you don't live here anymore. But it, in this country at least, it's like showing any emotion is a bad thing. It's like, oh, you're crying or whatever. And it's just like, we're not robots. And you don't want that on a team. You can't it's, have that on a team. Yeah. If he had run up and, and like a, a shoulder shot, that's a very classic two hands, football both, thing anyway. He punches him on, he's on the ground. I was just going to say, that's know, probably if, he a problem. It, if he had smacked his hat off or something, that's a completely different issue. You completely see Will Smith just run out of nowhere and Kelsey's like, you slap him. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Keep it. Keep my quarterback's name out your mouth. It's like, That's right. not, not on the Cowboys. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because it's like, that's just football. It's like, I understand if you're not a football fan, you don't get it. But it wasn't exactly egregious. That stuff happens all the time. And in this in this case, it was absolutely necessary because they were not using their best weapon and they were not winning. It's like, and the West weapon wants to remind them, hey, I'm here because at times, again, going back to the Seahawks, I would have been really happy if maybe occasionally Ken Walker went over and was like and bumped Pete and said, Pete, I've had three carries in the half. What are we doing? Yeah. I had 80 yards in the first half and I've had and you've given me the ball three times. If if and that's not Walker's job, obviously, but maybe if that happened more often, maybe Pete would still be working because maybe the Seahawks would have won 11 games. It would have not have happened with Marshawn Lynch. Oh my God! It's not like he's just like okay, I'm getting three carries. I mean, or yeah. Richard Sherman. I mean, but those guys oh my God. are leaders yeah. on the team. And one of the reasons is because they feel they feel comfortable in the culture to express how they're feeling about it. Just like the Which, the incident with there was no pushing or anything, but um, right. Mahomes and Rice. I mean, clearly yeah. something happened in there, but it's just like you move on, right? It's not. This is not the end of the world. It's like right. you're just reacting in a moment. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it's like you said, it's part of the culture that that team has established. It's like they expect their leaders to lead. And that's what he was doing. It's not like, oh, I'm, he's smacking the old man. It's like, it's not right. what he was doing. Yeah. And again, you could tell a lot from the rea- immediate reaction of coach and yeah. team. Exactly. So and I'm sure Kelsey feels feels bad. Um, He should feel maybe worse about the whole Las Vegas thing at the end after the game, but <laughs> the Viva Las Vegas, um, that was pretty horrible. But anyway, I mean, and, and we'll end with this cause it's something we talked about. I still don't understand the, I posted, I posted something before the game on Facebook, 12th Men Rising Facebook that said, 
like who who's who do you think will be the most disappointing player in the game and one of the first I'd let it go for like uh, hours or a day or whatever. And one of the first posts I saw, somebody said half the comments on this post are terrible. And I was like, that's kind of an unusual thing to say. And then I read them, read some of the post comments, I should say. And one of the comments was like, uh, I hope they both lose. That's not even the question that's being asked. Who Who's going to yeah. be the most disappointing player? It's like, you're responding by saying, I hope they both lose. That's stupid, first of all. But again, I don't understand. I get it. The 49ers, right? Yeah. They're an FC West team. But the Chiefs, it's like, man, who who cares? Are you upset because yeah. they win all the time? Sorry. That happens. Oh, well. Yeah. So there's I a team that wins. That means that you don't have to dislike somebody for being succe- successful. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't want the Niners to win again because rivals of the Seahawks. But it's like, and I was... Which I wasn't hoping for the Chiefs to win, but I didn't care. It was like, well, obviously I would rather see them win because I don't want the Niners to win just because I don't want them to be successful because I'm bitter about them. As I posted, it's like, yeah, I'm going to put in my, like I'm putting in the comment on the last article. Ha ha, suffer Niners fans. It's like, mm, okay, not really. I don't want you to suffer much yeah. longer than the next six Grammarly months. Grammarly hated that. They really wanted it to be yeah, suffer, they didn't like that. no comma. And it's yeah. like, uh, what do you think it's trying to say, Grammarly? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's why I'm not overly concerned about AI because if you really understand how language works, AI doesn't quite have it yet. Uh, of course, two weeks from now it might, but uh, it, it definitely has its uses, right? But to, creativity is not one of them. Not yeah. actually good creativity. Now I'm talking about me. I'm just talking about what you look at AI does, and it's like. Mm. <laughs> you know, as we like, oh, do you think this is written by AI? It's like, absolutely. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, no, it's, it's too radically correct that it's overwritten and it yeah, doesn't really have it's anything. Too precise. There's nothing to it. There's no substance to it. It's like it's an anti-Travis Kelsey just stands there. True. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's our that's our show. Um, are you, you going to leave this out with Viva Las Vegas, your own edition? Let's hear, no, let's hear a couple bars. Gracious. No, no, no. Um, nope, but uh, thanks. Oh, you want with Great Balls of Fire. Good move. It's, yeah, that AI is like an anti-Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, <laughs> Got to have that. What is AI's cousin? Hmm. <laughs> Why are you the worst? Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save